VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, real quick. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hello and welcome to the new Mindset Who Dis podcast. My name is Case Kenny at Case.Kenny on Instagram, and this is my weekly podcast where I create short, no BS episodes dedicated to helping you become the person you're meant to be, leave your comfort zone, and live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Let's go. Welcome to episode 524. Hello, my friend. Welcome to a fresh new episode of New Mindset Who Dis. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And today, something that has really helped me to stop talking myself out of trying. It's something that has really helped me to just do, to be cringe, to go for it, to try something new, to shoot my shot, to be real, to be honest to take my inner life thoughts and turn them into outer life actions that have real life-changing rewards attached to them. And I did an episode a couple weeks ago about why I think we need to introduce some healthy chaos into our lives, why we should strive to be whole, not perfect, why we should strive to embrace being a hot mess at times. And this is related to that. It's something that has helped me to do those things, to be that person, to be a whole, complete, at times hot mess person, but to embrace the rewards that come with it, to not allow myself to talk myself out of trying because in my head, my idea or my motivation or my inclination sounds unlikely to succeed or I'm not ready or what will other people think? And it's basically the idea that we never know until we try. And obviously that is self-help 101 you know, I'd rather have a whoops than a what if, right? But let's break this down a bit more mindfully, practically, uh, logically, and I hope you'll find what I have found. That is the power of taking an idea and acting on it instead of just relying on the idea, instead of just relying on the thought of the idea, on the description of the idea, because those things are not the same. And I hope you find some motivation through this episode to believe in yourself more than the sometimes insecure description of the idea you have in the first place. And this all makes sense in a second here. And I'll start by referencing something that Rick Rubin said 
in an interview with Zane Lowe uh, on BBC Radio 1 um, from many years ago. It was an, inter- an interview from like nine years ago. And if you don't know who Rick Rubin is, um, for a long time, actually, he was kind of a mysterious guy. But in recent years, he's really become popular in like creative culture. And he recently wrote a book and he's done some big name interviews. But Rick Rubin is arguably one of the most important influential people in music of all time a behind the scenes guy though not a performer not an artist not some gifted you know talented music person but hugely influential he's not a producer he doesn't you know play music he's not musically talented as far as singing or playing an instrument he doesn't even create music himself but what he does do is he advises musicians and he's known for that he's no he's known for his advice and his taste he's known for his taste his ability to listen and to offer guidance to artists and musicians and he's worked with everyone from Adele to Ed Sheeran and Beyonce to Johnny Cash and folks like Jay-Z and like Slipknot, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, so across all genres from 30 years ago to today and he's this epic guy. He's got this big long white beard and he's got this like very peaceful and calming presence about him. I'd encourage you to kind of look up some of his interviews but Musically, he's so insanely successful, but it's so interesting learning about him because he admits that he doesn't have tangible musical talents. He has taste, and he knows how to work with artists uh, mindfully, really, and creatively in different ways to get the best out of them. And he went on also in his career to form, uh, to co-found Def Jam Records, which I'm sure you've heard of, and really he's just a legend, right? He's this zen-like guy who knows how to get the best out of artists, He's like a musical Sherpa guiding artists to their very best. And he's done it time and time again. And I was watching this interview with Zane Lowe the other day, and you could watch it on YouTube. It's there. But Zane asked him a question about, you know, basically what has he learned? Um, Because to my point, Ruben has worked with so many artists for so many years across so many genres. And Rick Ruben's answer really hit me. It made me realize the power of chaos, (laughs) the power of trying, the power of never, ever, ever talking yourself out of an idea, no matter how crazy, silly, simple, awkward, the way you describe the idea sounds. So his answer was as following. He, you know, again, the question is, what have you learned? He goes, never try to judge an idea based on the description of the idea. Always musically try the idea first. An artist will say to me, hey, I have an idea. We can write the bridge like this. And they'll give me a description of their idea. And it sounds terrible. The description sounds terrible, but I'll say, great, can't wait to hear it. And then they do, and it sounds incredible. So we can never rely on the description. It's always show it to me. Let me hear it. So that was his answer, right, from his mouth. Really cool, right? And I bet you can tell where I'm going with this. In music, in creative fields, in art, in acting, we can't talk ourselves out of trying based on the idea in our heads or the description on paper. We can't talk ourselves out of getting in front of the mic or the piano or the camera or a crowd or your boss and just giving it a shot. We can't do that. We can't do that because humans have this uncanny ability, both good and bad, I suppose, to assign predisposed conclusions about vulnerable acts before they even happen, before they even happen. And on one side, the rewarding side, it's good, right? We have the ability to say, I love this person, or I enjoy this thing very much. This speaks to me. I know this is right for me. 
great, right? It's great that we can tap into something inside of us that is deeply personal and tells us what is emotionally rewarding and aligned. That's great. Without something like that, right, we, we would always be looking to other people to tell us what's right for us, and that's a big problem, right? So on one hand, it's great. But on the other hand, because we do that, because we assign emotional conclusions to things before we've fully experienced the thing or before we've even tried, we also do the opposite. <laughs> we also do the opposite where we talk ourselves out of trying because we've already assigned an emotion to it, usually a negative one or an insecure one. No, I can't do that. That'll be awkward. Too likely to fail. I'm not that guy. Who am I to try? That won't work. That sounds terrible. So on and so forth. We project based on the emotion and we talk ourselves out of even trying because the description of the idea in our heads, the way that we verbalize the idea, the thought of the idea is riddled with an insecure emotion. And of course, life needs checks and balances just like that. Right? Those kinds of conversations in our heads are what talk us out of doing stupid things or irresponsible things, things that are bad for our health. Good. But, and the reason I wanted to do this episode, of course, there is something to be said regarding life's vulnerable efforts. Vulnerable efforts. There is something to be said about not just relying on the description of the idea, the thought of the idea. We have to try. We need to try for the very reason that something in theory is very rarely what it actually becomes in reality, be that music, art, acting, or raising your hand and going for it, telling someone how you feel, starting a business, asking for a raise, whatever it is. Not to simplify life, but more often than not, I have found that ideas, especially vulnerable ideas, the ideas that require our realist, most passionate, vulnerable selves they rarely carry with them the true reward of their action, right? It's all theory. We never know the gift of the idea until we see it in action. We never know the gift of the idea until we see it in action. Because so many amazing things, of course, happen that will not happen if we only live in the land of our heads. We can try that thing and it can turn out amazing. The opposite of cringe, awkward failure that, you know, those ideas that we had initially assigned to it or we could try it out and it can turn out to be kind of middle of the road, but the act of trying then kickstarts a whole new process where you pivot, you add some sauce, and then you end up on the right track. But you'll never know either of those if you only rely on the thought of the idea, the description of the idea, the way you describe the idea in theory. Right? We're kind of talking about a couple things here, right? We're talking about just trying, but we're talking about the way we describe things that are deeply personal. And those descriptions are what talk us out of trying, whereas we just need to get to the action phase. Hey, real quick, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And, you know, if you're like me, you're always wishing for more time in life, right? Like, I wish I had more time. I wish I had more time to do blank. I wish, I wish, I wish. And as much as practically having a couple more hours in a day would be cool, a bit more time to do what we love instead of jobs and responsibilities, it begs the question, what would we do with that time? Not just wishful, I want more time, but for what? What would I do with that time? What really matters to me? What brings me joy? What enhances my life instead of just filling time and space with? Well, to answer that question, I think therapy can help. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with 
BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash New Mindset today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New Mindset. Hey, real quick, this episode is sponsored by Quince. And I'm a pretty simple guy, a man of simple pleasures, but I do occasionally like to dress up and step out. And that's why I'm excited to work with Quince to help me elevate my style without breaking the bank. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And that's why their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they have all the must-haves like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. Quince was kind enough to hook me up with a sick gold Cuban bracelet and a really stylish performance flow knit t-shirt. Really my style, simple but with a pop of luxury, and as advertised, it was very affordable. So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash new mindset for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash new mindset to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash new mindset. I can give countless examples in my life of kind of this idea being true here, professionally, creatively, personally, even with the podcast here. When I first started it in 2018, the idea for Case Kennedy to be starting a podcast was very cringy. And the way I described it was the same. Who would I, who am I to start a self-help podcast? Lame, cringe, awkward. Why would anyone listen to me? And some of that might've been true, but that was the description in my head. And when I forced myself, though, finally to sit down and start, the first version was kind of close to those things. It was kind of lame. It was kind of me just spouting off some rhetoric that I had heard other people say. It was kind of awkward delivery. But then at some point, I got excited to, to try the same idea, but with a new sauce. No lecturing, no sound bites, no repeating gurus, just me trying to make sense of life logically. And, you know, jury's still out on the podcast, <laughs> I suppose, five years later, But that was how I found my stride when I moved from description to action and then pivoted and wound up here. But I never would have gotten there if I had let that description exist as the final point, the final conclusion, because it wasn't fair, it wasn't true, and it existed only in theory. Same idea with when I quit my job to do this. That was one thing I wrestled with for a long time. The idea, the way I described the idea sounded horrible let go of my high-paying job in sales, do cringy things for a living, share my feelings for a living. I'm bound to fail. Only some people are meant for entrepreneurship. What would I even do? How would I even make money? (laughs) The reality of that decision certainly dealt with the same issues, but the reality was very different from the words I used to describe it in the first place and so on and so forth. This isn't about me. But, you know, in life, we only know for sure what we're willing to touch and smell and experience and love. We're only, we only know for sure what we're willing to let in. Everything else is fairy dust. Everything else is theory. And sometimes our theories suck, right? We're not very good at theories. We're not very good at at using our words to describe what we want because we're very predisposed to protect ourselves. And we're even more predisposed to use unfair self-judgment in order to do so. So I just wanted to do this quick episode to encourage you and me to never truly back down initially from something based on the words you use to describe the idea. See if you can take one or two steps with the idea that forces you to get out of your head and into reality. 
And then you can quit down the line if it doesn't do anything, if it doesn't open up a door in, in some way, sure. But we have to make a pact, a, a word of honor with ourselves to not quit based on the idea only, based on the description of the idea only. Again, though, we are balancing this with a sense of awareness, with a sense of maturity. I'm not talking about just you know, doing unhinged things like running a red light or doing crazy shit. I'm talking about the motivations in your life that come from a place of genuine motivation, genuine inspiration, a love of art, music, creation, love for another person that has plainly, deeply been developed, love for life or travel, whatever it is that when it strikes and it's real and you feel it and the feeling won't go away, when that happens and you're tempted to cast it aside because the description sounds unlikely or lame or to this or to that, try your best to not give into that. <laughs> That's the message. Don't, right? Don't give into it. Uh, com compose music and put it on the internet. Start a, start a side hustle, write a book, tell that person how I really feel, have a conversation I've been dreading with my parents, put myself out there, right? We can't just rely on the description of the thing that we're predisposed to not want to do in order to protect ourselves. As Rick Rubin plainly says, always musically try the idea first. Before you throw it away and you're making a song, you say, oh, that won't sound good, that'll sound goofy. Always musically try it first. Same as, same as in life, right? Always try the idea IRL, not just in your head, in real life, not just in theory, in real life, with action of some kind. Because again, descriptions, the descriptions we give to the things we want to do in life, they tend to talk us out of trying because we usually lean toward what's the worst that can happen. And we're really good at that. We're really good at coming up with worst case scenarios. So perhaps even as I'm talking here, the answer lies in flipping that equation, forcing yourself to focus on what's the best that can happen. Find words that could describe that best case scenario to motivate you to just try Oversimplified for sure, but we are practical creatures. We need a catalyst to try. Well, what's the best case scenario of creating music, asking that person out, asking for a raise, having a conversation with someone? Find the words for that. Keep that in your mind and then find a way to take a step forward, big or small, to prove to yourself that ideas and theory are just theory. And keeping them there are sure to keep you from experiencing the potential reward of reality. Get out of theory and into reality. And I'll add as a note here, I've learned more about Rick Rubin, um, you know, that this isn't just blindly throwing yourself into situations that you aren't ready for or you haven't given much thought to. Rubin really excels at helping artists tap into their fears and their motivation. He's great at asking questions and getting artists in the right headspace first. So do the same for yourself. Question yourself. Push yourself. Don't accept blind conclusions. Practice mindfulness. Remove the noise. Be flexible prepare and practice. Know what your first move is. Know what you're going to say. Listen to yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. But take that idea, take that description of the idea and show yourself that the outcome of trying is so much greater and so much more rewarding than the description that's been floating in your head. So that's it under right there. Just something I was inspired to talk about as I've been reading more about Rick Rubin and listening to some of his interviews. But if this was helpful, I'd be so grateful if you'd share the podcast with a friend. Just send them the link to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell them I do new episodes every Monday and every Thursday. But that is it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting me. And until next episode, I'm out.
The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement. Whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.